Turn to John chapter number 14, verse number 1 through 4. It's always good to be at Hope Baptist Church. It's always good to preach the Word of God. And uh, this morning, we had a great service. We preached on uh, basically the power of prayer. We gave a lot of examples, a lot of verses. Then Brother, Brother Shine taught about Haggai, and it was a blessing. John 14, praise the Lord. You know, you guys are in luck tonight. I don't have my typical 15, 20 pages and 200 verses. I got a very short message tonight, very just straight to the point. I hope we can rejoice and think about our future, what's awaiting for us beyond the clouds. You know, we all have people waiting for us. Uh, my grandpa died with, uh, he had a number of heart attacks. He had both legs amputated, one eye. When he passed on, he ain't like that no more. I can guarantee you that much. He's dancing on the golden streets. And I remember Jimmy Fortune giving a story about his mother passing away, and she had no strength for over two weeks. And he asked the nurse, what's going to happen when she passes away? And she said, she's just going to slip off into eternity. And right before she died, he was sitting by her side of the bed. She sat up in the bed, Ben, and started grabbing the rails of the bed and looked up into heaven and said, oh, my Jesus. And fell off, died. <laughs> we, have, we have a great hope. The Bible calls it a blessed hope. The Bible calls it um, the land of our dreams. In uh, John 14, 1 through 4, this is Jesus speaking. And whatever he says, you can take to the bank. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go... And prepare a place, I will come again, praise the Lord. And will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Brother Ben, could you pray over the message, please? I got saved when I was a little boy. And ever since that day, I've been trying to visualize heaven here and there. You don't hear much preaching about heaven anymore. And it's strange to me that you don't, because this is, this is what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be laying up treasures in heaven, and one day we'll lay our crowns at Jesus' feet. And uh, you don't hear much about heaven, you don't hear much about the judgment seat anymore. But when you're in the will of God and you're doing his work, these things are exciting. They're not, a, they're not something you should be afraid of. And um, I was thinking about this subject today. I want to keep it as simple as possible. It'll be sh probably the shortest message I ever preached. And uh, the Bible describes heaven in vivid detail. Sights, the smells, the scenes are more than the feeble mind can understand. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear hath heard, 
Neither hath it entered into the heart of man what God hath prepared for them that love him. What a thought. The old songwriter penned this about heaven. It's a place of dazzling beauty. Uh, no human eye hath ever seen. With gates of pearl and streets paved with gold. Another writer wrote this. How beautiful heaven must be. Sweet home of the happy and free. Fair haven of rest for the weary. How beautiful heaven must be. Heaven is a place prepared for those who have been born again and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And everything will be beyond our imagination. You know, you hear this terminology all the time that we're all the children of God, and that can be the farthest thing from the truth. The Bible says before salvation, you're the child of the devil. But through the blood of Jesus, we have access to the Father. And the Bible says that in Jesus, in these verses, are speaking to his children. He's speaking to the blood-washed redeemed. And, um, you know, I get excited about heaven. I can't help it. Um, and I, I, I look at all the verses, and it's endless in the Bible. Tonight I want to preach a positive message for a change on heaven, and I want to look and, we'll, and um, look at where we will, what will be there and what won't be there. Sometimes I get more excited about what won't be there, Brother Connolly, than as much as I am of what's going to be there. I pray this simple message is, is an encouragement and a blessing in some way. That's the whole purpose of this message tonight. I want us to visualize and focus on heaven. If you have to close your eyes, do so. If, if you need to focus, yeah, I got to stand up. So I'm sorry, Bershaw. I'm so used to moving around all the time. Um, but the Bible tells us to meditate, tells us to get in deep thought. The Bible says one day our vile bodies will be changed and they'll be fashioned like the Son of God. And uh, one day we'll have a glorified body. One day we'll walk through walls. One day we'll do it in the upper room when Jesus returned. And um, let, me, let me start by just saying what won't be there. I mean, this, this throws my heart, Brother Rob, what won't be in heaven. Uh, this world is so wicked and evil, and I, I'm pretty sure we're all ready to check out of here. The Bible says the Lord will descend with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. That day is coming soon. There ain't nothing that needs to be fulfilled that has that needs to be fulfilled. It's already been fulfilled. And I think about this. There will be no sin or anything else that defileth, according to Revelation 21, 27. The Bible says the curse will be lifted. You know, Mays Jackson used to say that the grapes will be as big as Volkswagens, you know, in uh, the millennial reign. And uh, in heaven, there will be no flesh to deal with. You know, the battle with the flesh that we deal with, that Paul talked about and the Word of God talks about all the time, Brother Rob. Our flesh will be, you know, it will be a brand new man. Uh, there'll be no cursing, praise God. There'll be no violence. There'll be no more struggles. There'll be no more battles with Satan, praise the Lord. There'll, no more death. No more darkness. No more pain. No more heartaches when we enter into heaven's gate. No crime. No more tears, according to Revelation 21.4. The Bible says one day he will wipe all tears from our eyes, praise God. Um, no more complaining, praise God. <laughs> no more misery, no more rebellion, no more lying or cheating. There will be no more worry, no more fear, no more regret, abuse, or hatred. In heaven, no more homeless on the streets or babies being aborted. In heaven, all sorrow will pass away and theft will be a thing of the past. In heaven, there will be no pollution and no disease. In that city, there will be no stress, no suicide, no suffering. In that, up there, there will be no trouble, no corrupt governments, no selfish politicians. In, in glory, there will be no more bills, no debt, no pressure, praise God. In heaven, no AIDS. Will be, that will be done away with. Cancer will be gone. We'll never, and cancer will never claim another life. The defeat, and defeat will not exist. 
There will be no wheelchairs, no crutches, no mental wards or wounded soldiers. In heaven, all bitterness, jealousy, and school shootings will be forever gone. There will be no hospitals, bars, or drunks that act like fools. There will be no bondage, shame, or brokenness. There will be no crippled, deaf, dumb, blind, or lame. In heaven, there will be no strife, fighting, or divisions. In heaven, there will be no whining, no gossip, and no backbiting. In heaven, there will be no battles, conflicts, or wars. In heaven, there will be no storms, no, li no limits, no restrictions. Can you visualize what I'm talking about tonight? Um, in, in that wonderful place, you won't need, we won't need locks on the doors, we won't need bars on the windows, and we won't need alarms to sound the wicked out, or to warn the wickeds out. In heaven, there will be no atheists, no God deniers, or thugs. There will be no greed, no corruption, no polit politics, amen. There will be no power struggles, twisting of truth, or any abomination of any kind. There will be no loneliness, no depression, and no despair. In heaven, there will be no blaspheming, dirty minds, or nasty language. There will be no starvation, no sickness, no chaos. In heaven, there will be no rain, no hurricanes, no bad weather. There will be no broken homes, broken families, or broken dreams. In that golden city, there will be no deception, no destruction, damnation, or doom. In heaven, Satan will be banished, praise God, and his devils will be forever gone. In heaven, in heaven cares of this life will be gone, and burdens will be no more. In heaven, there is no grief, sadness, or misunderstanding. There are no problems, no panic, and no confusion. God has fixed up a place of divine splendor and glorious scenes for the redeemed, and I'm thankful for what won't be there. But now let me tell you about what will be there. Praise God. In heaven, there will be streets of purest gold, according to the book of Revelation. In heaven, there will be mansions that line the streets. When we get to heaven, loved ones that have gone before will run to meet us. Think of that day. Praise God. Brother Connolly, your wife will be coming to meet you. All of our loved ones that we've, we've said goodbye to will be right there with us. In heaven, we will enjoy perfect weather, sights beyond compare, and a pure river of life as clear as crystal, according to Revelation 22.1. When we get to heaven, we will have a glorified body that are free from pain, hurt, and restrictions. I'm sure we're all looking forward to that. In heaven, we will meet the saints of old, rejoice with the angels, and, and worship both day and night around the throne. In heaven, we will never grow old, that great old song. And we, will be on, and we will be free in every sense of the word. The old-fashioned songwriter wrote this. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be, Ben. In heaven, the Lamb is the light, and there, and there never comes a night. In heaven, all, the, all of our dreams come true, and we will never suffer loss again. In heaven, children will play without fear, and God's presence will fill the city. In heaven, there will be laughter, excitement, and everlasting delight. But by far, listen to me very carefully. By far, the greatest delight about heaven, the greatest thing we're going to do is we're going to all gather around the throne and worship the Lamb who sits upon the throne. Turn to, I quote these verses, but turn to Revelation. Revelation chapter number 5. Like the cathedrals used to say, if this don't light your fire, your wood's wet. That's what they used to say. Revelation chapter 5, verse number 11. I love these verses in the Bible because I'm looking forward to this. And behold, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Wow. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such are in the sea and all that are in them heard 
I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. They all said amen, praise God. All the four, we need to learn how to say amen in church, you know. Um, look, at, look at just back a chapter, Revelation chapter 4, verse number 10 and 11, same theme. And the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their thrones, crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure were they all created. The Bible says, one glad day, those of us who have been saved by God's mercy and grace will join together in one accord, praise God. There will be no strife anymore. There will be none of this bickering and fighting in the house of God or just in, in, just in general. We will all gather together in one accord in a glorified body and, and pureness, and pureness of mind and spirit, and we will worship the Lamb forever and ever. You know, a lot of people say about heaven, they're looking forward to a lot of different things, Ben. They're looking forward to the streets of gold. Praise the Lord. How can't you? You know, they're looking forward to the tree of life. You know, they're looking forward to a mansion. Praise God. That's a blessing. They're looking forward to many things, seeing their loved ones, and I understand that completely. But the one thing we all should be looking forward to, my friend, is, is getting around the throne and praising the Lamb for what he did. Because without him, none of this is possible. He is worthy of all praise and honor. Um, however, for those names that are not found in the lamb's book of life they will miss heaven and will be cast in the lake of fire what a thought they will perish in the flames of the dam throughout all eternity revelation chapter 20 verse 11 through 15 famous verses you know going into the new year this we should just have a burden to reach the world we should have a burden we're running out of time the bible says it's high time to awake out of sleep it's high time to get busy for the cause of christ and um, there's, a, there's a world all around us dying. Jesus said, few there be that find it, but many there be that go in there at. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Narrow is the way that leadeth to life everlasting. Few there be that find it. That phrase should just drive us to witness the more people. You know, Brother Rob, in the prayer room, we were talking about it, and um, Brother Ben and Pastor Gunther and, and good men in here, good women in here. We have goals for 2023. We want to, I want to access every avenue I have through radio, through whatever in ministry to affect as many people as possible because we are running out of time. Um, the Bible says at any moment the trump of God could sound, at any moment. And uh, we shall be raised incorruptible, praise the Lord. Um, without the pre well, here's Re Revelation 20, 11, 15. Think of these verses that I'm reading it. We'll go up to verse 10 as well. And the devil that deceiveth them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat upon it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, praise God. And this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. 
You know, the salvation plan has been the same ever since the dawn of man, Brother Rob. God is not looking for your good works. He's not looking for you to try to earn your way into heaven. Jesus paid it all on the cross. When he said it is finished, that meant it is finished. And the the Bible teaches that from when Adam fell in in the garden, a lamb, an innocent, uh, innocent lamb had to be slain to cover that sin. And the Bible says, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. The Bible says we are born into sin. The Bible says, in sin did my mother conceive me. That's what the word of God says. And um, it's just hard for me to comprehend, Ben, that people can actually think they're not sinners. I, just, I, just, I can't even comprehend that. You know what I'm saying? We sin every day. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by choice. I mean, we're, we're wicked from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says in the book of Mark, from the inside of us, you know, comes out blasphemies and all this wicked abominations, you know what I'm saying, on a daily basis. Um, and our condition needs to be rectified. It needs, it needs the blood of Jesus to wash our sins away. If, you know, why, if you were good enough to get to heaven, then why did Jesus come die on the cross for you? I mean, if you were good enough, then why did he have to go through all that pain and that torture and that suffering? Um, you know, I don't care if it's the old grandma that claims she sinned one time and she's 100 years old. Or, or whoever it may be that's a whatever, murder, whatever. It takes the same blood to bridge that gap, you know. The Bible, the Bible teaches that men are drifting away from God, and a lot, a lot of times they don't even know they're drifting away from God. And God in his tender mercy goes after the, nine, the, one, the 99, the one that left the fold. And we weren't looking for God. He came looking for us. Because we're depraved, we're de- we're, man is never going to seek God on his own. It takes a visitation of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. He's not always near. You know, man is always under condemnation, but he's not always under conviction. The Bible says in John 3, 8, that the wind blows where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, but thou cannot tell where it comes or where it goes. So is every man that is born of the Spirit. Jesus said, my spirit will not always strive with man. That's what the word of God says. There has to be a rustling. There has to be a, uh, something going on on the inside. You have to be under conviction before you can come to Christ. Because the Bible says in Ephesians, we were dead in trespasses and sins. A dead man can't make a move towards God. But we were quickened. That means be made alive. That's what that terminology means. And without the mercy of God and without the grace of God drawing you onto salvation, it's hopeless. And God is always... God is, through the cross, through, through his love, God is, his message is everywhere. You can't avoid it. Everywhere you go, you see nature, you see the love of God, you see the cross, you see the gospel everywhere you go, you know? And people, no one will go to hell without choosing to go to hell, you know? God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. The Bible says that hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. That's what the Bible says. It wasn't prepared for man in its origination, but because of their rejection of Jesus Christ, they must go to the holding place until the lake of fire at the end. And that's sad. It's amazing people can get right to the doorstep and back off. Or, or somebody can know all about going to heaven, and they know they need Christ. The Bible says, come unto me, all the are heavy laden, I will give you rest. The Bible says, look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. The Bible says, um, I stand at the door and knock. They can feel it on the inside, but they push away conviction. They don't want to get saved 
right now. When it's, they want to get saved when it's convenient for them. And that's not how God works. God will, God will trouble the waters, the Bible says. And um, you, you got to get saved when God's drawing you to salvation. And um, it's just a heartbreaking thing that people will choose hell over heaven. When you describe heaven and the beauty and the, and the splendor and the glory, and people can look at that and turn right around and, and choose hell over that. It's just crazy. It, it don't make any sense to me. Um, the Bible says this. If we, if we um, offend the law in one point, we're guilty of it all, Brother Rob. We're guilty of it all. And the Bible also says that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's just very simple analogy that we all use. If I had $20 and I said, Ben, just come up here and get it, it's yours. It's been paid for you because you'd be a fool not to come up and get 20 bucks. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But, but that's the picture of the gospel. Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And, um, you know, I just, I just don't want anybody to go to hell. You know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a tragedy, to say the least. And um, I'm getting ready to close. Just a simple message tonight. Um, I just know one thing. I'm looking forward to heaven, Brother Vipon. I'm just looking forward to it. I'm ready to get out of this wicked world. You know, our redemption draws nigh, my friends. And um, I'm, I'm just I'm pumped to get out of here. Without accepting the free gift of salvation and the blood Jesus shed, man will always be found guilty in God's eyes and will miss heaven by a mile. You know, it ain't going to be just some little thing. You're going to miss heaven by a mile if you don't go through the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is what the Bible teaches. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's all through Jesus. It ain't through anything we do. Um, Titus 3.5 talks about how it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by his mercy we are saved. So until you understand that you're lost, you can never be found. You ha- it has to dawn on you that you're lost and you're away from God before you can ever get found. Uh, seek ye the Lord while you may be found. And this is, this is what I want to close with. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, Miss Jessica. We have strayed far away, Ben, in our, in our fundamental movement, away from the blood. We want to dive deep into these subjects, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to center in on somebody's soul because it offends people, you know what I'm saying? But if you ever want to come to God, you've got to come the old-fashioned way, through the blood. You know, it's still the blood that saves. And... Um, I think about uh, Colossians 1.14 says the same thing, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Revelation 12.11 is a beautiful verse. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Praise God. And um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the only way. There's not multiple ways to heaven. There, is, there might be multiple ways to Jackson, Mississippi, but there ain't multiple ways to heaven. You know what I'm saying? It's one way. It's a straight, narrow way. And you come that way or you don't come at all. And um, all these verses, I give you literally 75 verses off the top of my head about how Jesus loves you, how he's drawing you to Jesus Christ and, and to himself. Jesus said this, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He wants you to live an abundant life. He came, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what the Bible teaches. And... Um, I'll close with this, the famous verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. He made salvation so simple that he wanted little kids. He illustrated little kids to come, to, come by faith. 
unless you have the faith of a child, you're going to die in your sin and go to hell. That's what the Bible teaches. And uh, you have to humble yourself, like in the book of Luke, chapter 18. Maybe I'm not done, praise the Lord. And, and uh, Luke 18, when the Pharisee and the publican, you know, the, the, the Pharisee said, I, I give tithes of all I possess. You know, he gave all these wonderful works in front of people. You know, and the publican wouldn't even look up into heaven. He smote upon his breast, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And that's what it takes to get to heaven. You got to humble yourself. It's like that song you sing. You got to humble yourself. You know, you got you to gotta dip in the river of Jordan seven times. You know what I'm saying? If the man of God says so. You know, and, um, you know, I'm just thankful for the blood of Jesus this morning or tonight. And the Bible says, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Right. You know, what I love about the Bible, it never changes. You know what I'm saying? If you're with the old-fashioned King James Bible, it's never going to change. They might try to change the deity and the blood, take the blood out of the Bible, but, but in heaven it's settled. My word is forever settled in heaven. And um, uh, this is the last verse. I'll close now. Praise the Lord. He that hath the Son hath life, but he that hath not the Son hath not life, and the wrath of God abideth on him. I'll never understand for the life of me why people want the wrath of God upon them. Ben, come up. We'll, we'll pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. Thank you for, Lord, what you did on that cross. Thank you for getting up on a resurrection morning. Lord, I thank you for heaven, Lord, and its, and its beauty and, and how you promised that one day we'll inherit that through, the, through your grace. Lord, I thank you for everybody that, that's here tonight, Lord. Pray that you would move during the invitation. Lord, we love you. Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Will you all uh, please stand? If you have your hymnal, please turn to page 365. How great thou art. After what Brother Tony just did, how, how can we not worship our Lord? He gave us heaven.
scares can take it and that on the cross my burdens gladly bury he bled and died to take away my sing it out guys Oh, 